Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Welcome to the Seven Nation Podcast here on yourprepsports.com. Rob Howe here. I'm off to a great start. Joined as always <laughs> by Ryan Merkin. You need to be able to talk on these things, talk fluently, but uh, hopefully I, I get a little bit, bit better here. Um, talking a lot of high school basketball today. Uh, Ryan's been out to see a bunch of it. I've been out to see some of it. So i um, like to talk about some of the teams we've been able to see. Uh, couple uh, local boy-girl doubleheaders will be out, out at the next couple nights. Regina at Solon tomorrow night on Thursday, December the 16th. And then the Iowa City Battle of City and West on Friday night, boys and girls. Um, the new rankings come out tomorrow for girls, Ryan. What, was it four and five this week? City four and Three and four. Three and four. Uh, City was okay. three. Yeah, I mean. They both should move up, right? For, City, for... City should be two. And, and to be totally honest with you, Rob, I um, I don't think Johnston lost. They were number one. Okay. But, you know, City beat Waterloo West last week at home in a great game. Um, and that's who was two. So you, you, you kind of anticipate those two most likely being two and three when they play on Friday. And, and you know, like I said, I haven't – I honestly haven't looked at – at Johnson yet, but you know, if they would have happened to lose, which is always a possibility, although they're very, very good, but um, I don't know who they had last week, but yeah, it should be, it's going to be a top five game for sure, which is what we've kind of come to expect from that girls game, right? Yeah, for sure. And uh, both teams with new faces, you know, losses from last year, but uh, particularly West, um, but have kind of picked up where they left off and, and are strong as they normally are. Uh, we saw West High uh, have its hands full last Friday night Ooh. against uh, a, an improved Liberty team. That was a really good game, and West had all it could handle. Yeah, I mean, that's a great spot to start. I mean, you know, you and I talked a little bit on Friday night. It had, like it was halftime of that game. Um, but, man, great Great game. And I think that was the sixth time those two had played. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and the first five had all been, you know, 18 point games eight, decided by 18 points or more. West has won all of them, but yeah, that was a fantastic game. And, you know, talking to Liberty coach, Jamie Printy after the game, or excuse me, Jamie Brandt, formerly Jamie Printy. Um, sorry, coach. Um, yes. I mean, I, we'd both seen him early, Rob, 
against Keokuk when, and I think we mentioned, I'm, we talked about this in the pod when frankly they weren't very good in the first half and then really played well in the second half and won that. And, you know, they were off to a good start. They're four and one, they're playing really good basketball. But I think that game against West was, you know, a confidence boost for them, even being a loss. Um, I mean, they played really well against, you know, the third ranked team in the state and had every opportunity to win that game late and, and didn't get, you know, didn't get some calls or, you know, I don't say that like, like they were bad calls, but um, didn't get some things to go their way or they were going to have a chance to, or they were maybe going to win that game. They certainly had a chance. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're four and two um, best start in program history, really playing well and and just have a really good mix uh, on that team. But, you know, going back to West, they, they kind of did what they've done under BJ Mayer in that game got contributions from everybody and uh, got some tough news this week. I saw, um, you know, Emma Ingersoll Wang, who was, you know, who was hurt early in that game or, or left that game with an apparent injury. However you want to say it, it looked like she, she hurt her knee. And then I saw this week that she did tear tear a ligament in her knee. So she's going to be out, uh, which is terrible for them. Uh, really good kid. Great player um, that has already missed one season with a, with a knee injury. So he just feel, I mean, it, it was, we mentioned it, you know, with Hayden Taylor electing depth surgery and missing the season. I just, when I, when I saw that news, I, on both those, you just, you kind of get a pit in your stomach, Rob. I mean, you feel terrible for those kids that have worked really hard and, and are really good kids and, and players and, and competitors too. But, um, you know, Wes did in, in the rest of that game, I saw him with Liberty without her on the floor and they, they did what they've done so well, you know, under coach Mayer for a long time, which is get kids to, to step up and it's, you know, everybody says it, right? You know, next person in, whatever. But West is just, even when they've had teams filled with stars, you know, the teams, the Logan Cooks and the Rachel Saunders and the Kalen Morgan and these teams, Lauren Zacharias and all these college players, they still always seem to have somebody step up each game or, or somebody come in and make big plays. And Mina Tate, we, we talked about her. She's a star. She's really, really good. Um, she was great in that Liberty game. And she's going to have to be better now, probably. Um, but they just, you know, last night they get a win over Waller. They have three kids in double figures and a Prouty who's been a good player for them for two years, leads them in scoring. Uh, Malie Lacey, who was really good in that Liberty game late, you know, has 14 or 15 last night. So that's what they've done so well is the way they play, you know, you watch it sometimes. And I've been guilty of this before. I think to myself, man, they've got seven, eight kids. This kid just came in off the bench and they're shooting a three man, don't do that. Work the ball, get the ball to Audrey Cook in the past or Logan Cook in the past or Mina Tate this year. Get the ball to your stars and let them do your thing. And the way they play, they, you know, Coach Mayer builds such confidence in these kids that when they get into big games or, or they face adversity or they're without somebody, these kids aren't, they're not shy to go in there and, and take shots or to lock down, you know, a, a, an opposing player or to get big rebounds. Um, it, it's one of the things that in all the, in, in our whole area, it's one of the most fascinating things to watch is the way that, that they're able to instill confidence in eight, nine, 10 kids to come in and do their jobs. Um, so it, that was tough news for them, Rob. It's going to be, it, it's a big hole to fill in their backcourt. That's a senior guard. And we've talked a lot about you know how important I think that is experienced guards and good guards. But if there's any team and any coaching staff, you know, adept to overcoming something like that, it's West High. Um, just because of the way they play and because of the way 
um, you know, they're able to instill that confidence in kids. So it'd be fun to watch them going forward. They're obviously still a really talented team. Um, but, you know, starting on starting on Friday, because <laughs> I mean, that's always I don't know how many straight years I've watched that City West girls game and they play, you know, twice a year, every year. You know, they played at State a couple years ago. Um, so they played three times that year and every time that they play, it's just it's just a great game. I mean, so I expect nothing less uh, Friday at City. Yep, in the new gym, we'll see if they can pack that place. Should be uh, yeah. a great environment. Um, we saw with volleyball when City and West played, both yeah. student sections were loaded up. Probably see that again on Friday. Yeah, it's it's a really good place. And and uh, City Athletic Director Phil Hansen came over and talked to me yesterday. He's got a nice they got a nice media setup now. So. Thanks, Mr. Hanson. Got the got some high <laughs> tables there on the end, so I can see over the bar. He had a nice fold-out table and a chair set up for me the last game I was there, and I sat down, and, and I mean, like, right at eye level. Like, right at eye level. Is that, <laughs> is, is that thick, like, railing? So I was like, I'm, you know, I'm on radio. You can't see, but I'm, like, doing the, like, shrunken shoulders, like, duck down and looking through that. So um, they, they they have a really good solution. They got some high high tables and kind of, like, some – bar stool some high chairs and is a great in fact they had four or five of them set up last night I was at the boys game and there's just like fans in all of them because it's a really good angle to sit behind <laughs> you know to sit behind there because people people like that seat I mean you, you got the whole court in front of you and you're kind of high up so I know Rob shot photos from up there I think you shot up there from from volleyball a couple times and yeah I haven't kind of tried basketball from up there yet it's so it's kind of a fun but I want to give it a shot up there I don't know yeah, if I'll do that on Friday Thank for some kind of cool shots, especially for, yeah, I, you, you miss this now, but um, it would have been kind of cool. Um, Dubuque senior had, or excuse me, Dubuque Hemstead has a six eleven kid. We, we can talk about that. That's a real nice player. I'm, you know, I think Rob knows, knows about him, but he probably had six or seven dunks and there was just some real good, like above the rim action going on for a high school game with, you know, with some of the athleticism that city high has and contesting shots at the rim. It would have been pretty cool to be, you know, kind of have that high angle of that. A lot of uh, a lot of play above the rim last night, so that would have been kind of cool. Good job, Rob. You missed it. <laughs> um, why are you not at every game, Rob? Why are uh, you not at every game? Because I'm probably taking a kid to practice <laughs> during that time. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and you know, just to kind of hop over to City High girls, um, huge win last Friday when we were at. Uh, up in, at Liberty High for the West High Liberty doubleheader. Uh, got the win against Waterloo West, who was ranked number two at the time. Um, really good game, I heard. My, my family was at the game, gave me a scouting report. So, um, you That's, know. I was just joking with you about being at every game, Rob. We talked about it on Friday at the Liberty game. That's one of those times when I'm like, yeah. I wish we could clone both of us, <laughs> right, and have, and have, you know, two or – you know, three more sets of eyeballs at that game. You knew it was going to be a good game. And then, in fact, the first update I saw um, on social media was City was down 17 to five after one quarter. And I'm like, whoa. Uh, and then, you know, came back and won it by two. I think it was 48 46. So, yeah, that's a huge win for them early, obviously. And I wondered how they'd match up with a team with real, with, with solid height, with solid post yeah. players, especially, you know, with Ella Cook was kind of the enforcer last year. Yep. She's not there anymore. They've got some young kids playing inside, and that's a good sign for them. That's, I mean, Waterloo West is, they look like a college team. I mean, across the front line, they really do. 
Brooklyn Smith and, and I mean, Sahara Williams. I mean, they, you know, they've got three division one players and, and, and those three accounted for basically all their, all that, their scoring in that game with Haley Polk and, and Sahara Williams are as good as anybody, but, but just their size and physicality. I mean, they really look like a, like a next level team. And then what I was really interested in that game, Rob, was we've talked about this city high brings back pieces. Uh, you know, I say pieces. They bring back some really, really good players, Kelsey Jones, and Evian Richardson. But I felt like City was maybe more than more in that fitting other people in role. And how does everybody fit in? And and not just as far as personnel, who plays, but you know, I just saw him at one time against Dubuque Senior, and uh, Kelsey Jones is handling the ball a little bit more. You know, things like that. And like you said, you know, Ella Cook had done a lot for them, so you're kind of piecing everybody together. And I thought maybe at this point, Waterloo West, with just what they returned, would be a little bit further ahead in that regard. And, and maybe they were. Um, but that's why I think it's such a big, big win for City High early. Um, this conference is really good. They obviously have another top five team, you know, Friday with West, which will be a big test. You have Cedar Falls in there. and The whole conference is very good. But that's a – and again, every year that goes by, you know, we talked about this earlier and earlier and earlier, but – that's certainly a feather in the cap when it comes to postseason stuff too. Uh, Cause Waterloo West isn't going to go anywhere. They're going to be a top 10 team. Um, you know, pro- probably a top five team all year. So you have a win over a top five team. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to get what you're trying to get a top seed in a home game in, in the uh, I'm, I don't even know. You have me so messed up, Rob. I was going to say substate in the reach regional. I know that's like our longstanding joke in here, but now it's like, I'm, I have like, I'm so gun shy to say one of the things, but in the regional, but yeah, I mean, you, the more wins you get like that, the more, um, how, how, how do you want to say it? The more leeway you give yourself, the more wiggle room you give yourself if you lose a game to, to not drop spots. Uh, Cause you don't, you don't want to be in that six, seven, eight range and get, uh, you know, CIML team ranked 11th. You know, I mean, you, you don't. You've seen that a lot in the last couple of years uh, for M- MVC teams that are kind of ranked in that in that region, and you end up with a really, really tough game. So it's never too early to start thinking, you know, postseason seedings and where you're going to be at, but that's a huge win for them. Up over the WAMAC for the girls, Ryan. Uh, tough loss for Solon uh, against Marion last night. Uh, those two teams should be wrestling for the WAMAC East for most of the season, I would think. Um, Three and three in league for Solon, but tough game so far. And uh, the schedule should ease up a little bit moving forward. Yeah, they've just, I mean, we talked about this, I know, earlier. I've talked to, to Jamie Smith about it, but they had a, they had a front-loaded schedule uh, that was really tough. And you have a non-conference game. You have Xavier and North Polk, who are top yep. 10 teams. And, and they kind of knew this. But on top of it, Rob, I mean, they've lost every close game that they've been in, which is – it's not good. I mean, and Coach Smith isn't going to tell isn't going to tell you that it's good. But at the same time, you know, at some point that evens out a little bit. They're down eleven with about five minutes left last night, and and get it to one, and, and can't find a way to get over the hump. Um, but you know, no McKinley Levine for them last night. Um, but they're they're going to be. I know I said this a couple of weeks ago. I I just feel like we'll be talking in early February, and they'll they'll have rattled off you know ten of eleven or something like that. Now. They need to get it going, um, obviously, and they have a couple more opportunities before break uh, to do that. They, they, they do need to get it going, but 
I still like, I really like them. I mean, you, I'm looking at it right now and they get independence at home on that Tuesday before break, um, which they should take care of business there. And then um, they have, uh, um, I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, they have Regina on, on Thursday, which will be a tough game. So, you know, they need to get it going here, but that's a team with a lot of talent, entirely too much talent to continue to lose, you know, all their, all their close games. Uh, So it's kind of a front loaded schedule. It eases up a little bit in the back, but the big thing for them, you know, I I know we've talked about this before with, with teams in different sports, but you got to get one before you can get two, but I could see them being one of that team, one of those teams that when they get a couple Rob, they could, they could go boom, 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 and rattle off six or seven wins in a row. Drop down to the, the West Division, Ryan, and everybody's looking up at center point of Bannon. No shocker there. Clear Creek at three and three, sitting at third place with Williamsburg at this point. Yeah, and I mean, Clear Creek had, had kind of a, we talked about it, kind of a similar road where they had a pretty tough schedule in there when they, they um, after beating West Delaware, they they lose and on, you know, up, up at Kirkwood to Williamsburg, and then they go to Solon, and then, you know, they lost a tough one at, at Maquoketa, which I think they'd like to have back, and then lose on the road to a good Grinnell team, but, you know, they've come back and gotten two in a row here. Um, you know, one big at, against independence last night uh, and beat Mount Vernon um, by 11. And you look at that Mount Vernon win and you're like, Oh, okay. You know, like Mount Vernon started out, I think, Oh, and four, I think they were winless when they beat Regina. And I saw them and I was like, man, this doesn't look anything like an Oh, and four team really. So they beat Regina and then they get South Tama, um, you know, who, who is, you know, at the bottom of the Walmack and then clear Creek Amanda beats him. Well, last night they beat Vinton, uh, Mount Vernon did. So I think you're seeing clear Creek kind of put it together a little bit here, which, as I said, as I just got done saying about, about Solon, um, they have entirely too good of a coaching staff and, and, and too much talent. Um, you know, I think they'd lost four in a row to stay in that type of a funk. I mean, there there's that side of the conference is going to be tough. Cause they got two left with Vinton. They got Benton a couple times. They got CPU. Um, I mean, it's, it's good. And they have another game with Williamsburg. So, I mean, it's going to be tough, but there's definitely winnable games out there. Um, you know, they still have Marion left on the schedule, so it's going to be tough, but they're, they're going to just continue to give teams fits with the way they can play with their height, Rob. And so they're, they're one of those teams. Again, we talked about it early after I saw them play in the first game of the year they're still fitting some things together early. And, and I think, as I just said with Solon, they just needed to get something going in the right direction. Right. So you get a pretty good win over, or you get a win over a Mount Vernon team that I think is going to be good, going to be pretty good. They got a couple more games or they got another home game here before break against CPU. And then they open up with Benton at home after break. So those are two huge ones. Uh, and you'd like to see them just kind of get some momentum going here in the next couple of weeks. Slip over to the River Valley South, Ryan, where uh, we've got a fun situation at the top. West Branch 6-0, and and then Regina and West Liberty, each at 5-0. and um, And I don't know what the mileage would be separating those three schools, but it's not a lot. <laughs> well, we I know I sounded kind of crazy. Like, I don't know if it was a week or two ago, Rob. It was a while ago when I'm already talking, you know, conference races. But I kind of, I mean, I was hitting on this one early because I thought um, and there's a lot of basketball to go. But I, I thought, you know, when they were 2-0 and or whatever, that West Branch and Regina were both going to be better, I think, than, than what 
people outside of those two programs thought. Uh, huge win for West Branch last Friday against Cascade. I mean, they were sixth. And uh, that, that game, I wasn't there. We're going to we, – we close break here, Rob. It's a week – you know, it's Wednesday today. Next Wednesday is basically the last thing of the year, um, City West Wrestling. But, man, between now and then, we have – like, we have a great week. Uh, we have City – or Sol and Regina tomorrow. City West on Friday, got some wrestling on Saturday, um, and then Comanche. We're, I'm going to be at, and Rob will be there at Comanche in, in West Branch doubleheader next Tuesday. That's a really good doubleheader, um, and then City West Wrestling next Wednesday. So we have a bunch of good stuff before the break. But that uh, that West Branch win over Cascade was really big. Um, you know, Cascade is a North Division team, obviously, but as it sits right now, maybe the maybe the best team in the league. We'll see one of the, I mean, one of the more highly thought of teams in the league. So that's a big win, but that game was the most West branch uh, cascade game ever 32, 27. And that's pretty much exactly what you expect from those two teams that, that really value the ball and, and really play great defense. And, you know, cascades played a ton of two, three, three, two zone over the last decade. And you knew that that wasn't going to be high scoring, but West branch got a couple big threes in the fourth quarter in that game from, August Palmer, a freshman who's been really, really good for him this year and, and giving him a big boost and, and another scoring option um, alongside Delaney Luneskis, who's been great. But Palmer's actually leading him in scoring, Rob. She's averaging almost 15 a game. Check out this line, freshman that's played, you know, six games now. 14.8 points, 7.3 rebounds, four steals, three assists. And Delaney Luneskis is averaging 14 points, 11, almost 12 rebounds, four assists, and almost six blocks. So, those two and, and Kylie Pickett's been good and Sadie Smith's been good. So um, just, you know, I mean, early, early candidate for your prep sports coach of the year, Jared Tylee has really fit a lot of new pieces into the right spots for them to be six and zero. and going, I mean, they, you know, get Comanche before break here um, on Friday or excuse me, on Tuesday um, Bellevue, they finally play some home games. Now Bellevue is pretty tough. I think they're three and three right now. Um, and, and Comanche is three and three. So have a chance to go into break undefeated because then you come right out of break and you go West Liberty, Mid Prairie, Regina, Monticello, who are maybe, you know, Monticello's good. Um, you know, you mentioned West Liberty. I think they have one loss, uh, five and one. So that stretch right out of break, um, the fourth, the seventh, the 11th, the 21st. So the first two weeks of break, I mean, that very well could determine, um, the South division champion right there at, at West Brand or excuse me, at West Liberty at mid Prairie, which is um, a really tough place to play in this league. They're always really well coached. So, and then at Monticello, so Regina at home. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been really impressed. I'm really excited to see West branch, but I've been really impressed by what they've been able to do. I thought they'd be good. I don't know if I thought that they would have a chance to go into January 8th. No. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out the rest of the season. should be a fun, fun race in that uh, River Valley South. Um, let's move over to the boys' side, and we'll start in River Valley South and kind of work our way back up. Um, Ryan, uh, Wilton leading that division, mid uh, 5-1 and one with Mid-Prairie at 4-0, and oh, and then you've got West Branch at third, 3-3, three and three, and Regina at 2-3 and three so far early in the season. Yeah, that one's going to be interesting, I think. Going into the year, everybody had Mid Prairie pegged as the as the favorite, and they they probably still are. 
they played, man, they played two incredible games with West Branch last year, but uh, Wilton's been really good. And, and we talked about this, I think, on the pod just a tiny bit last week. They have a 6'8 kid that's, that's really good, um, Caden Kirkman. I think it's Caden, but he's a really good player. Um, and so it's going to be, you know, I think West Branch is, is you know, like you said, three and three. Um, you know, they've, they've lost some they've lost some tough games. Wilton got him good last night, um, over at Wilton, I think about almost by 30. Um, but you know, they beat Cascade, um, lost Animos is really good. Uh, and then lost by a point to Northeast. So they've got, um, you know, they've got kind of some, we mentioned they've got a tough band, same as the girls, um, with Bellevue and, and Comanche at home and Comanche is really good beat Solon on Saturday. Um, talking talking West Branch here, but they've got again. They're a group that had a lot of moving pieces. They lost an awful lot of production from from a really good team last year. So I'm going to get over and see them against Comanche, which is a going to be a tough task for them. Comanche is really good, um, but I'm really excited to see um, see Holden Armin number one, who's been playing really well. But um, just kind of see this group, and, and Coach Kern does such a good job with them, and then. You know, Brady Knoop's been playing really well. I think he's maybe been, I don't want to say a surprise, but he's in that 12.6 rebound, almost seven rebound uh, kind of stat line for them right now. And I'm, I'm excited to see them um, because I think they have the ability, if they start shooting it maybe a little bit better from the perimeter, um, to be in that mix as well. Along with Regina, who um, got a big win last night over Durant. They really needed that. They'd lost a couple in a row. Um, and, I mean, you talk about a team that really is is – shifting pieces around. I mean, they basically had an entire new, entirely new roster this year. Uh, Rob, I mean, really basically five new starters and they've had some guys really come on and play well for them. I don't want to say out of nowhere, but um, guys that hadn't played a ton of basketball for them before, um, you know, Cole Trey Kirshen, we talked about last week was one of the few guys that had, that had really played a lot for them. They've got, you know, some sophomores in there playing a lot of minutes and just kind of mixing guys in. So they're obviously going to continue to get better. Both those teams, right. Kind of in the thick of the, or kind of in the middle of the pack. Yeah. It's going to be hard for those guys to get up to like a, to um, like a mid prairie or, or Wilton probably level, but you know, you're in the kind of middle of the pack for that, you know? And, and I mean, I think that's a spot where both those teams are going to be battling. It's going to be a lot what those two were able to do against the teams on the North side um, of the league, which is, which is, I think really tough this year, but probably where the, where the balance of power lies is probably on the North side this year with Animosa and Comanche and in uh, um, Northeast, I think it's pretty solid. And um, Animo- Oh, and Monticello is a good team. So be interesting to see kind of how the, how the middle of the South side shakes out. And I think a lot of that will determine how those middle of the pack teams do against the teams from the North side, you know, Monticello beat Animosa last night. They're undefeated. Comanche is undefeated. Northeast is five and two. Animos is four and two. So, um, you know, Cascade is, is one and five, and I think they have a really solid team. So that kind of tells you about how good the north side of the league has been this year. Uh, sl- slide over to the uh, Wamac West for the boys, Ryan, and uh, looky there, the Clippers, five and oh, three and oh on the road. This has maybe been the surprise of the season for the boys, and, and it probably shouldn't be. I don't mean that as a slight. I mean, I don't know how many times on here I've told you or, or told other people, you know, I have a very high opinion of um, 
coach club, Brandon club and, and what he's done with that program, you know, over the last five or six years. And so I didn't expect him to, to fall off a, a ton this year, Rob. I mean, they brought back two really good players with Kyle Schrepfer and Ben Swales, which we talked about. And then, you know, Brody club, I knew was an impact type freshman and they had some other guys. Look, they have, they have athletes. I mean, we watched enough, we watch enough track and football and everything to know that guys like Gage Freeman and Harrison Rosenberg are, are exceptional athletes. But again, kind of like I said about the West branch girls, I didn't expect them to drop off. They had enough moving pieces and they play in a good enough league um, that I, to be totally transparent, I don't know that I thought they'd have a chance to go into break undefeated. I mean, they're five and zero. Oh, good win at independence last night, which is a team on paper that, that doesn't blow you away, but they're, I mean, they're solid. Um, and, you know, here before break, they play um, a center point team that's a couple games below 500. And, and then they close it out Tuesday um, at home against a really good Williamsburg team. And that's a rivalry. Um, that'll be, that's, a, that's a really big game for them. I'm, I'm really excited to see where they're at. Um, that's probably the best team that they will have played. I mean, you know, you can make a case probably for Solon. Um, but, you know, this Williamsburg team has beaten Solon, beat Beckman. Um, they're, they're a good team. Uh, they've played a lot of guys that got a lot of experience. So that's a huge one. Um, I, I don't know. Grinnell is very good too. And they, they won over Clear Creek won over at Grinnell, but, um, yeah, maybe the surprise of the season for me so far the, in, on the boys side is, you know, them being five and oh, not them being good, you know, not them being, you know, being in this spot to have a really good season, but being undefeated, having a chance to go into break undefeated has been really impressive. Um, and, I guess with them, if, if you would have asked me, you know, three weeks ago, what, what do they have to do? What has to happen, has to happen for them to be in that spot? I would have said, you know, Kyle Shrepfer and Ben Swales have to be really good. You know, both those two were averaging 17 points a game, both right around four rebounds, both right around two and a half assists, one and a half steals. So they've probably been, I mean, if you would have told me that those two were going to average 34 points, uh, you know, eight rebounds, five assists, three steals a game, I would have said, yeah, they're probably going to have a chance to be to be in that type of a mix. Um, those two have been really good. But this is a team that that I'm – I mean, I think the sky is kind of the limit for them. You know, Brody Club, I was really impressed by what I saw from him in his first varsity game. You know, when I saw these guys, you know, earlier this month against Solon two weeks ago, a lot of these guys were really playing their first varsity basketball. You know, Gage Freeman and Harrison Rosenberg and Brody Club. So – I'm excited to see what some of those guys can be here. You get to break, you get some practice, you get your legs under you a little bit and, and see what those guys can look like in January. And kind of like what we talked about with the girls, it's, it's a grind. I mean, it's a good league. They got Beckman um, from the other side out there. You know, they got Marion, um, got a couple games with Benton, you know, who, which, which is, you know, 0-5, um, you know, Vinton uh, is really struggling this year. So, Rob, they're going to have a chance to win a, ton, a, bu a bunch of games this year and, and be maybe one of the surprises of, of Class 3A this season. Brody Club getting some interest, early interest from Power 5 football programs, oh. uh, at, you know, as only a freshman. So interested to see kind of where his career goes here. He's on the right trajectory. So he, He's an impressive-looking kid. I mean, he – Physique wise, but the way he moves and, 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 you know, when I watch guys that are, you know, I think we, I know I've mentioned this to you before, but when I watch guys that are maybe projected, you know, play on play with their hand on the ground type of football players, whatever it is, linemen, whatever. Um, 
and you watch how they get off the floor in basketball, you know, not how high they jump, but how quickly they can jump. And I mean, I, I mentioned an extreme example when, when, when we're talking about athleticism, but you watch TJ Bowler's sometimes he'd, he'd get pump faked by a guy in a basketball game and land and jump again before the guy could get his, to yeah. get his jump shot off. He was that type of explosive athlete where he could almost get off the floor twice um, before somebody else did. And um, Brody club's got some of that. I, I'm not comparing him athletically, but some of that same, you know, spring get off the floor quickly, the way he moves. He, he's really impressive for a freshman, Rob. For sure. Um hop over to the other side, the east side of the Wamac Ryan and Solon, another team replacing a lot and then also facing a tough early season schedule. They sit at two and four right now, but a pretty bunched up uh, Wamac East so far. Yeah, I think these next two games are before break are really big for them. I really do. Um, they're two and four. Uh, they lose over at Marion last night. Marion's very good. Um, they lost to Comanche on Saturday. But as we mentioned earlier, you know, lost to Clear Creek, lost to Williamsburg. So they've got wins over a couple teams in, in South Tama and Fenton that have really struggled. They get Regina on Thursday and then at Independence to close things out before break. Uh, that's, an, that's an opportunity. Not going to be easy for them. I just mentioned Independence, you know, doesn't wow you record-wise or stat-wise or anything, but they're, they're really solid this year. They're two and three. But that's an opportunity for them. Uh, and, and Regina's playing well, playing better. Um, getting better. So these aren't layups by any means, but this is opportunity for them to get to break, feeling good about themselves, and then and then maybe get healthy. And that's a team that played football late into the fall, has a bunch of those guys out for basketball. Get healthy. Um, hopefully at some point get Jake Quillen back, who's your senior point guard, uh, you know, that was injured in the middle of football season. Get Jake Quillen back um, in some capacity, hopefully. Um, get your legs under you a little bit and then see what you can do in the second half. I like this team coming out of last year, even with the heavy losses they had from graduation, because at that point, you know, I said they bring back a point guard in Quillen and they bring back a center in Kinnick Puziaska, and he's been pretty good this year. Um, they got to kind of fit the pieces together after that. Uh, and, you know, they haven't had Jake Quillen, but I just think these last two games are going to be it's not make or break Rob by any means. I mean, you've got, you know, more than half of your season left, but when you have two weeks essentially without playing a game, you know, you feel practices are a little bit sharper. Everything goes a little bit better. If you can go into that two and up, right. I mean, nobody, nobody over the, it's only expected to be two and four at this point. If you can build some real big, real good momentum before that break, I, I just think that's huge for a lot of teams, but especially a team like this that knows they haven't been at a hundred percent coming into the year, you know, high school basketball is unique with having that break in there. I mean, you don't get anything like that in baseball or softball or track or soccer or football. Um, and you kind of get this, you know, 10 day stretch where you really get a regroup in practice and go back to preseason all over again. Um, and I, I saw this, this, the way the schedule set up for them a couple of weeks ago when I was looking at things, and I immediately said, you know, kind of pointed at that stretch and said, look, these are two tough games. You know, Regina's a rivalry game. That's going to be a good game on tomorrow. And then at Independence won't be easy, but that's a tough to, that's a stretch um, that you have opportunities to win some games and feel good about yourself going into that final, going into that two week stretch where you were over the holidays where you don't have games. Finish up with, uh, with the big schools over in the, uh, 
Mississippi Valley Conference, Ryan. We'll kind of bunch them together like we did uh, with the girls because they're playing each other right now. Uh, we saw West and Liberty on Friday night, um, and we'll see City. You saw City last night uh, against Hempstead, and then we'll see City together uh, Friday night against West. Um, it was funny because I think I texted to you after leaving the Liberty gym uh, last Friday that West High, Iowa City West High should be ranked. And again, this <laughs> week they're not ranked. And I don't know who's voting on that, but they're going to look foolish down the road. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I think, <laughs> I, I think I my response. And I know that I voted in those things before when I was at the press citizen. It's, it's tough because you're, you're trying to figure out kid, you know, teams from across the state, but right. you just look at Iowa's, Iowa City West roster. You should have a good indication that their start, whether they five and zero, is not a fluke. Right, I, and I think my response to your text was just like, um, "Yeah," and I mean, I, I get it. You know, last year was such yeah. a weird year for them. Four wins, whatever. But you look at what Iowa City West has done for twenty years. Like you said, you look at their roster, you look at their coaching staff, <laughs> um, and and I mean, they got a really good win last night at Waller, which is a, that's a yeah. good Waller team. Um, you know, they're three, a, which, but whatever, I mean, they, they play all four, a teams. That's a good team. Um, and they have tough games out there because this league is tough. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, starting Friday at city high and then, you know, Linmar. And then, I mean, you just run this down. I know it's a broken record with us, but you run it down and Hempstead at Cedar falls is good. Prairie city again, you know, at Xavier senior Liberty, blah, 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 blah. Kennedy's good. Um, wash is good. But I was really impressed by them um, against Liberty. Uh, I, after the first, they kind of blitzed Liberty early, Rob. And then after that, I thought Liberty did some really good things, got a bunch of open looks. Um, you know, co- as Coach Ryan Kelly said, we couldn't hit water if we fell out of the boat that <laughs> night. They missed a lot of good looks. Um, but West just kind of overwhelmed them early, to be honest. I mean, with, with you know, some size with Pete Moe in, in the interior and then athleticism. Savion Taylor had a good game, hit a couple shots early. Kareem Earl was really good late getting to the rim. Um, so, I mean, and, and, you know, they're without Christian Barnes right now too, who is out with an injury. When they get him back, that gives them kind of a true point guard. And, and he's a really good player. I mean, that's a two-year varsity guy. So they'll only get better, you know, if they get, can get him back in some capacity at some point, which, you know, Coach Bergman said they expect to do. Uh, at some point this season, but they were really impressive against Liberty. And then I, like I said, kind of pulled away late last night uh, against Waller, but that's a good win. Um, Waller's a good team. They're always extremely difficult to play over there. So I'm with you. They're one of the 10 best teams in 4A. Um, they're going to be there at the end of the year. They just have a good combination of, of you know, size and guys that can shoot the ball, guys that can get to the rim and, the big thing for them, and, and you know, you know, Coach Bergman's always telling me this, but you know, defensively, um, you know, how how do they how how do they how intense are they on defense? How consistent can they be with what they're doing defensively? Because um, they had stretches against Liberty where they were really good defensively and, and got out and, and forced some turnovers and and made things difficult. And, and then there was other stretches where Liberty got a lot of open shots in that game, Robin, and, and frankly didn't make West pay for some of them, but had a lot of really good looks in, inside the paint and then a lot of good looks from the perimeter and just struggled putting the ball in the hoop. But um, 
yeah, West is one of the 10 best teams. I feel really comfortable saying that. And they're going to be a load. Like I said, when they get you know the ball rolling full speed here after Christmas break at some point, they're going to be an awfully tough team to beat. In, in, a, in a conference filled with teams that are going to be tough to beat, they're going to be at the top of that list, I think. You got to see City last night. I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. Um, how do you kind of see that squad and how it matches up with West on Friday? We may as well preview that game a little bit because uh, a lot of a lot of people will be be looking at that game on Friday. Yeah, it's it's going to be a nightmare for me to keep stats at. That's <laughs> that's how I that's how I would handicap that game, Rob. It is going to be extremely difficult for me to keep stats at because they're going to get up and down the court. Um, and West, you know, West for a long time has played such good defense under coach Bergman and, and has had really good offensive teams too. Don't get me wrong, but I think they want to play, play more full court this year than they maybe have in the immediate past. Um, they're really athletic. They can get out and go. And, and, you know, that was the first thing that coach Swayzer said to me last night after watching city high was you know, they had a six point lead, maybe. Um, go six or eight point lead for a lot of that game. Uh, Hempstead's a good team. Kept coming back. And the first thing that Coach Swayzer said to me was, I think it was six or eight, and, and City kind of got, um, I, don't, I mean, maybe a little passive to start the fourth quarter. Like they were pulling it out a little bit. They were going to run clock, you know, a little conservative. And he was like, that was our guys. And, you know, that's not me. Like, I want us to keep going. I want us to play fast. And the way, the way Coach Swayzer described it was, you know, the cat's out of the bag. Everybody knows that we're good in transition. And they are electric in transition. Um, they've got a bunch of guys that can get out and go. And not just get out and go, but just, you know, score in a variety of different ways in transition and move the ball and share the ball. But um, And then, so they, they kind of, you know, let Hempstead back in it a little bit. And then when they put their foot back on the accelerator, kind of pulled away again. But um, I was really impressed by City High before I kind of get more into the City West game. Seeing them for the first time, I was really impressed. Um, Jamari Newsom is playing at a super high level, Rob. He was great last night, and he was really good last year. He had a great year. But he is just so confident, can score from all three levels. Uh, I mean, can really get to the rim. But for a high school kid, his his 15 to 18-foot to pull-up pull up game is just it's really good um shoot you know shot it well from three last night but just you know ball handling distributing the ball the way he's playing on defense you know he's bigger and stronger than he's ever been um he looks really confident but then around him Shamar Benton was good last night Tavion Stevens was good last night uh Darren Richardson is 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 a ball of energy he was good last night and then Jovan Harris um is really athletic he had some rebounds and and it's just kind of he's not going to average 10 12 but he had some big baskets off good feeds. And then they kind of rotated um, Jay Kennedy and, and Tayshawn McDaniels, who's a, and Austin Friday, who were, you know, offensive and defensive linemen on the football team, kind of rotated those three in the post, um, trying to do what they could on, you know, the 6'11 kid from Hempstead. And I thought they did a really good job. I mean, they gave up points and rebounds to a guy that's a Division One player that's 6'11. Um, but they had good positioning, and I liked what they were doing defensively against him. Um, you know, with that combination of those three guys. So I was really impressed by them, um, you know, and, and, you know, Coach Swayzer mentioned this, and, and I think it was Jamari Newsom that mentioned it too, but they've come a long way from where they were at two years ago or so. Um, you know, they're three and one. That's their best start since 2013, Rob. And they beat West to open the season last year, but then lost a couple. And 
they're playing that, that Hempstead team is very good. Um, and they'll give people a lot of problems, but I think it was a good kind of game for them to have before they play West. Um, West is definitely more athletic on the wings on the perimeter than Hempstead, but you know, they kind of, they, they play back-to-back games now where they're going to play a really good post player um, with Fens from, from Hempstead last night. And then Pete Moe, obviously uh, who, who has, you know, more of an ability to take the ball out and beat you from the perimeter. But so that's going to be a real challenge um, for city high. I don't know that they have a guy that matches up good with him, but you know, most nobody does have a guy that matches up good with him. But um, the key for that game, I think on Friday is really going to be really going to be the tempo um, and who can kind of dictate that again. I think they both want to go fast, but West has an advantage, um, you know, inside, I think with Pete Moe um, and his ability to score in the perimeter. So you know, if City High can kind of get get them to continue to play fast, I, I don't know. I know that's what they want to do. I think West can do that well enough too that that you could be playing with fire a little bit. Um, but it should be really, it should be highly entertaining. Like I said, tough to keep stats for. I expect it to be high scoring, highly entertaining. Um, both teams are really going to get after it defensively. I think too. It's just going to be a matter of. Um, you know, there there will be some of those things like foul trouble and things like that in in, in Going fast, but but maybe who who can value the ball a little bit more and, and not turn it over and things like that while they're going fast. City did a really good job of that last night. I mean, I think they had eight or nine turnovers with the pace that they play at. I mean, that's going to be really good for them if they can stay under that, you know, double-digit turnover area. Um, I was really impressed by them, Rob. I, I watched them beat West last year and really liked their team early. Uh, and last year was such a difficult year for all the Iowa City teams, but – this year's team just had a different feel to it, a more veteran feel. Um, you know, they had multi- – Hempstead came back and took the lead in that game, 60-59, to 59, with about a minute and a half left. And City went – you know, Jamari Newsom went down and made a really good play, getting to the rim on the next possession, put him back up, stop, basket, stop, free throws. It essentially – you know, it was just making free throws the rest of the game, put it away. But – they, they just – it had a different feel. Now, West is going to be the, the best team they've played. We'll see how that plays out. Like you said, should be a good atmosphere, good crowd. But um, this City High team has, has a little bit different feel around it this year. I think they're – I think they have the ability to do some good stuff. Yeah, you know, kind of that intangible factor in games like this, these rivalry games, emotions are high. It's kind of who can, who can handle that too in that type of atmosphere and not, you know – get out of system what you're trying to do. So that that's always a factor. That's a great point because if you remember back, and again, last year was such a weird year. It's, it's yeah. I had to go back and even look at this. It, that game seems like four years ago, <laughs> but that game at West last year, you know, limited fans, et cetera, et cetera, just a totally weird feel to it. You know, you have the, only the bleachers pulled out like on the one the little bit on the one side and just totally different feel, but I don't know how many times we've said this about West in 10 years that I've nine years that I've been back here covering them, but that actually, I think kind of happened to West in that game last year. Now that's their first game. They hadn't been able to practice hardly at all. A bunch of new guys, you know, Pete Moe had just moved to town. Um, but it was, that rarely happens to, to West high teams. Um, what, what you said, it was just, you know, it's a highly emotional game. And I think they got out of their, out of what they wanted to do a little bit. And that rarely happens to them. Um, I mean, I don't know that I've said that more than one or two times where I felt like they were a team that got out of what they wanted to do. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. Um, you know, who can kind of control the emotions and then stick to what stick to their game plan of how they how they kind of want to 
how they kind of want to see that game go. So should be two really good games, Rob, with the girls' game and then the boys' game. Yep, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting a chance to see some of the teams I haven't seen yet. Uh, tomorrow night, I haven't seen Regina and Solon, either girls or boys, and then next week with West Branch, and haven't seen City Boys yet, too. So we'll get a chance to see a lot of basketball here coming up before the break, Ryan. And uh, I think next Wednesday we'll be – We'll hit the the break. That's the last uh, competition before we go into a hiatus. So um, be good to get back next week and talk about what we've seen so far. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening uh, to the Seven Nation podcast. And Ryan and I talked before. We'll focus in a little bit more wrestling as we move forward here. Haven't gotten a chance to see a ton of that yet. So I want to get our eyes on it first and, and we'll hop into that and dedicate maybe one of the podcasts over the break uh to to heavy wrestling so stay tuned for that check us back for that and we will be back next week to talk everything area sports on the seven nation podcast thanks for listening and have a great rest of your week say goodbye ryan goodbye